467, I believe, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... Every decision we ever make, who do we leave behind? And how do we leave them behind? Waiting in the darkness, but the rescuer never comes. Nice. Yeah. A little, a little something there from the Venom. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Came back to uh, monsoon season. Yeah. Yeah. Monsoon season has officially begun, it seems. It was either flooded or involved in a landslide. <laughs> I know. Like, honest. Like, I, like, the, <laughs> I could not believe it. was like, I'm looking. And like, you know, you're on Facebook. You belong to, like, these community groups. And they're like, you know. Pennsylvania Avenue, landslide, Route 48, flooded, you know, on both ends. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> I came what in, happened? I came in at like, oh God, what time was it? I must have came in at about 11 o'clock yeah. on Tuesday night. No, later than that, 11.30. Yeah. Because I got... It took me like four hours to get home. Yeah. Four and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, I got off the turnpike. I'm like, finally, okay, I'm off the turnpike. You know? Easy sailing. Yeah. No. No. So the first turn it always tells me to go down is um, to come home. The quickest way it says is go down Lincoln Way off of 30. Right. And then go yeah. right into White Oak and then yeah. bang home. Well, 30 was closed. I mean, uh, Lincoln Way was closed. Yeah. I had no idea. There yeah. was no signs up until you got to it. Yeah. And uh, like all of a sudden, it's like there's a couple of, like, you know, cones and a giant. <laughs> yeah. So I had to turn right there. Yeah. And then I turned up, and then I'd have been all right. But um, I had to go around the landslide, back on the busy. You know, Panny asked me to get here. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And, uh, so then I had to take Duquesne Bridge. Yeah. As you get all the way down towards Clareton. Yeah. I have seen it where when you get down towards Clareton, like that end, like Coal, Coal Valley Road, uh -huh. that is close enough to the river that it will wash out. Yeah. Road. I mean, if, it, if that road washes out, like, you know, we're calling Noah. Right. You know. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it was... It was painful. Yeah. Getting home. And I just got here and like, I crashed. Within about 15 minutes of getting home, I just fell asleep. I yeah. was exhausted. Oh, I'm sure. Just from the rain and fog and fucking yeah. in-town driving. and. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm, I'm, I was on my way here and I, I'm telling Nancy, I'm like, I got to remember, I got to go in the Duquesne. Which, by the way, that bridge, like, they better open up. I, I think Jerome Street Bridge is scheduled to reopen this week because they're closing down the Duquesne Bridge. Are they? Yeah. For what? Repairs? Yeah. Like, that. that's that. That's the next bridge to be worked. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's, a, it's a cycle. It's like, you know, like, every X amount of years. Yeah. You know, they, they start with the Boston Bridge. Then they go to the Jerome Street Bridge. And then it's 
Mansfield, or it's Mansfield, then Jerome Street, then it's Duquesne. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a cycle what they go through these bridges to shut them down and, you know, put down new decks and shit. Right. You know. Ugh. Painful. Extremely. Anyway. Yeah, so like I, I was like, you know, I don't know how the fuck I want to get around, get anywhere today. Like everything's fucking shut down because like landslides and flooding. Like I, you know, later on in the day I was able to do it, but you know, still. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was a painful day, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So what else have you been doing? Well, me and Nancy, we watched. Uh, I I, I rewatched. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, did you? Yeah. She hadn't seen it yet. Oh, really? Yeah, like, when I went to go see it, she couldn't go. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Okay. Sorry. I have to go see this. You're right. And, uh, so I went to go, I went to go see it, and, um, but so she hadn't seen it, and, uh, so we watched that, and I mean, it's still, I mean... I, I teared up several times during the movie. I would freely admit. It. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like especially you know, Garfield's Spider-Man making the save. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm like, I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> you know. Um, that one, uh, you know, there are a couple other spots where you're just like, you know, you get a little misty eye. You're like, oh my, this is such a, you know, but uh. <laughs> So, it, I mean, more than it holds up, I was like, you know, man, that's, that's a really fucking good movie. Right, right. And then uh, we also watched today, because uh, Comcast has their watch-a-thon going on right now. Okay. Uh, I was able to watch uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, how'd you like that? This is going to sound really weird. I thought it was much better than the first movie. I, I, I hear that. I understand that. Like... I was surprised it was only 90 minutes. Like, yeah. it moved... But but the thing I liked about it was, it moved quick. It did. Like, it, it was like... Even though there wasn't, like, the action sequences, like, like, multiple fights and shit like that, it moved fast. Yeah. And got you to the end quick. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, that was a... Uh, that wasn't half bad. It was a pretty good movie, right? Yeah. This, this is much better than the first one. And the fight at the end was... I was like, okay, I'm there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, fight. I thought the fight was pretty good. Yeah. And then um, the little tidbits, like, I, I, I don't know what that cop's going to become. I, I, I'm guessing either some other symbiote, I'm sure. My first thought was anti-Venom. Yeah. But... I don't know. I'm sure somebody will correct me, like, you know, who knows the symbiotes. Right, right, right. Um, but that, I, I just, I, I thought the whole thing was, I, I was actually very impressed by that movie. I, I thought it was really well done. I was like, wow. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much that I didn't like. Um, I love the, the banter between, Tom Hardy and Venom. Yeah. 
I thought that was really good. I thought they picked that up. Actually, I thought they picked that up a level, and I thought it was actually, it worked. Right. For me, it worked. Right. For it being like, a, it felt very much like a um, an odd couple situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and they made it work. And the, I think the only, my only negative, like my only real negative for that movie was as I'm watching it, Venom's voice more and more start, is starting to sound like Bane. I don't know. I didn't. Like, there were moments where I'm, like, listening to it. And I'm like, is that Bane? Is Bane here? I didn't get it. <laughs> I did. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like... And even, like, I said it out loud at one point. I'm like, man, that sounded like like he was just doing a Bane impression. Yeah. Because I know Tom Hardy does the voice. Right. And, you know, I, don't, I assumed in the first one they had just digitized his voice or, ch- you know, changed it digitally. And, like, this sounded like he was just like, no, I won't do that. I want to eat heads. You know, I mean, I, I was like, is that fucking Bane? Yeah, is Bane showed up? I didn't catch that. And I said it out loud, and Nancy goes, fuck, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. I was like, we both kind of caught that it sounded a lot like Bane for some reason. Huh. Yeah, I didn't catch that. So... I, that, that became a distraction because at certain points I'm like in the in the middle of a, him like talking I'm like Bane's here? Is this a crossover? <laughs> no. Um, but it was I, good. I love when I, one of my favorite parts is when he went into Mrs. Whatever at the store. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorite Mrs. Chen parts. yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And when What's Her Name showed up yeah. And he was she was like Flirting with him and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You are the big sexy hero. Exactly. Of course I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved. It. I did. Yeah. I, I fucking loved it. I, I love. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite parts about it is yeah. that. You know, um, venom inside part where it's like. Yeah. Just say something else. I mean, like everything he says is like really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I'm yeah, glad you liked it. Yeah, so I, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, wow, that was impressive. That was only an hour and a half, which was a quick hour and a half. Right. You know. And I don't know if it felt like a quick hour and a half because, like, you know, after watching Batman. Right. You know, the, the Batman, which is like a very slow three hour movie, but was very, very well done. It, but still, it's slow. Yeah, you know. No, it is. Move on. And uh, but this was just like it was like a a race car just on a straightaway, just going a thousand miles an hour to get you to that to get you from beginning to end. Yeah, you know? I like, thought it was great. Yeah, I thought Woody Harrelson was great. Yeah, I mean, I there's nothing I really didn't uh, not like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not gonna tell you. It's like you know. The best superhero movie I've ever seen. Nah. Far from it, but like, it's to me it was far superior to the original, and you know, it's a solid little movie. I'm not gonna tell you it's great. It's not Oscar worthy or anything, but it, it gets the job done. Right. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. For a Sony offering, I was Nordiques. That's nice. Yeah. Right. I forget about those jerseys. That's a Tobolt. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it gets the job done. It's entertaining. If you're looking for an entertaining hour and a half, that's your movie. Right. 
you know. Yeah, I I loved it. Of course, you know I like I like the I like the Venom movies. Right. So I watched that. I watched. Uh, well, I'm sure you you you've probably seen the season finale of Moon Knight. I did not. Oh no! Okay, no, I, I won't. Go, I won't delve into that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, did you watch the series <laughs> premiere of Strange New Worlds? Strange. No, I didn't even know it was on. Oh, <laughs> is it good? You grabbed my hand. You gotta watch. Oh, it. for real? For real? I'll watch it when we're done. Oh, oh, it's so good. That good? Yeah. Like I mean it. I, I hate to say it. I mean, like, as an as an episode, it was just an okay episode, I guess. Um, like, I wasn't like, it's Anson Mount, yeah, and it's Ethan Peck is Spock. Like, like they 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 set themselves up with a great chemistry. Yeah, you know, and like, there are, there are some fantastic scenes in that show. Like, it's just real. Like, I was like, oh. This is so fucking good. I can't believe I'm getting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I know it sounds weird, but fuck, the Enterprise looks good. Yeah. 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 Oh, they did such a good job. Like, <laughs> you're giddy. I am. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, I, lo- I, I like the, J- the JJ Prize, but I, the, the JJ Prize has problems. It, yeah. has, it has problems with, like, because you look at it and you say, okay, yes, yeah, the Enterprise. Because it has the basic form of what the Enterprise should look like. But there are problems like with like the placement and the cells are too narrow. They need to be like wider out a little bit, in my opinion, on on the JJ Prize, and uh, it's like little things. Like I guess the biggest thing, like I I like them the cells, but I don't like them the cells because they're just a little too big. Okay. You know, like there are just goofy things like that that I'm like, yeah. But with this, it's like they took a really a. a the original version of the Enterprise, but they made it look better. Okay. Like, as far as, like, if you look at the original Enterprise, like, I always looked at it, like, as a model, I just thought, there's very little detail on that model. Okay. Like, and I understand it's the 60s, and it was a TV show, so they had limited budget, but, like, you look at that model, there's very little, like, detail on, like, the structure of the, of the ship. Right. So, you fast forward to today, or e- even you go to the Star Trek The Motion Picture, that model, to me, looks better for that version of the Enterprise because it's detailed. Like, you can see, like, the, the, the hull plates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's little details to the ship now that it looks right. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and it, it's more details. So it looks more realistic, where, mm-hmm. like, the... The original series Enterprise, you look at it, and I, I, you kind of go, yeah, it's a model. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's too smooth. Yeah. And um, so, like, this has, like, that hall plating detail. Like, little details here and there I just, I love. I'm just like, oh, that looks so fucking good. <laughs> but um, but overall, like, I mean, it just, just Anson Mount as Pike is such a fucking home run. Yeah. Such a home run. Like I can't wait to see more, just to get more of him and and, and th- this version of Spock. Here's one for you. Um, 
Oh. Tommy B. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like Spock. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so, I, you think I'm going to like this, huh? I do. And, like, I even like, like, it, it, it's... It's episodic. And I, I get that. And, it, and I have no problem with that. But there are some storylines, like... And I love this, it, like, you know, like Spock just has a moment where he's like, you know, you know, being in space reminds me of how much I miss my sister. Nice. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, because, and like, <laughs> they keep asking Pike, like, you know, what the fuck, man? Mm. And he's like, I can't, it's classified. Like, well, I, ha- I can, uh, no, you don't have this classification. It's that fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so, like, he's fucked up about what happened at the end of season two of Discovery. Right. You know, which I can appreciate. Yeah. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff there that I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, so he's still mourning, in a sense. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it's, it, so, and plus, I mean, also, he saw his future. He knows what's coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... There's a lot of interesting aspects to the, like, the character that you can play with, even with an episodic show, that's a carryover from episode to episode. Right, right. You know, um, with both, I think with all the characters, I, 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 I think that's what's going to be interesting is, so we know Pike, we know Spock, we know number one. Right. You know, but now we're going to get to learn some of these other crew members, you know, yeah. which could be very interesting as well. I mean, there, there's a... There's a Kirk on board, but it's not the Kirk I thought. It was Sam Kirk or something. I'm like, you know. Like, they keep talking about it. Like, yeah, Lieutenant Kirk's here. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're doing, they're doing Jim Kirk? I'm like, yeah, Sam Kirk reporting for duty. I'm like. That's funny. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, it's like it's like in the Scooby-Doo movie. When they, yeah. When they were like, uh, oh, what did they say? I can't remember. They said something about something do. Oh, I cannot remember. Anyway, they say Melvin do. Yeah. Or something like that. And we're like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's like, Hey, Melvin do here. Yeah. 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 It's like one of those moments. But, uh, but yeah, it's like shit. Like, there, there, there were a lot of nice little touches. But I can't, I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm like, it's, I mean, I, I guess just, I'm so excited because it's like, Anson Mount is just so fucking good. Oh, yeah, I know. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's like... It's a weird thing. Like, you know what the fate of the character is, but I still want to see the journey. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he was older when he died. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, he, he says in the show, like, I've got ten years. It's about it's about a decade away. Yeah. You know, so he knows. Yeah. You know? And it's like this interesting thing. Or uh, he knows maybe it's changed. Yeah. I mean... I doubt it. I mean, well, a lot has lot has changed. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. I feel like this is a fixed point in time. Okay. You know, what I mean, you can't yeah, change yeah. a fixed point in time. Right. And uh, making a Doctor Who reference to Star Trek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, so, it, but it is. It's, it's but still, like, I mean, the, so he's carrying something with them, so something more than just being the cool captain. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I like that. So, yeah, you got to watch it. You, you'll enjoy the hell out of it. Okay, it's on Paramount. I'm yeah. Assuming. And um, I, I also watched the um, the season finale of uh, Picard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
How was that? Okay. There's good and there's bad to this. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm listening. Like, it, 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 like you don't care if I spoil this, right? No. Because you're not gonna watch it. I don't. Like the whole thing was meant to be Q trying to show Picard. You need to let go of your pain and move on. Okay. Because at the end of the day, when when Jean-Luc Picard was a little boy, his mother was was mentally ill. Yeah, you told me this. Right. Well, it turns out that he went to open her the, her bed like the like her father his father kept him in the, her in this room mm-hmm. when she was unstable. Okay. And he goes to set her free one day, and as he opens the door, she hung herself. Okay. And she died. All right. And he he witnesses this, All right. you know, and this this pain that he's carried since he was a ten year old boy, right, has prevented him from from loving, from having a family. It's it's what's driven him to be in the stars. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. And at the end of it, because they solve all the problems, all the problems are solved, of course, and they're back at Chateau Picard. Which is, like, at this point, it's still abandoned. Yeah. So it's, like, a perfect hideout for them. Yeah. And uh, they're, like, they're coming to terms with their fate that, like, we're not going to be able to get home. Okay. And Q shows up. Yes. Now, I will admit, the conversation between Q and Picard is worth watching. Okay. Because it's, it like... It, it ends up pissing me off a little bit because it's like, okay, I watched 10 episodes of this show and all this was was you trying to was Q trying to teach Picard to let go of his pain and move on. Right. Which becomes annoying to a certain extent. But the other side of that, though, because it is they have this great conversation. Okay. Like, and it's two great actors with Patrick Stewart and John DeLance acting extraordinarily well right okay. like you know so like that moment alone makes it worth it okay and the other side of this is q is dying okay like the entire time it's like well, why are you doing this for me or to me and it's like because this is my the last thing i want to do for you yeah you're my friend yeah you know and like the card's like friend <laughs> You know, like, yeah. what the fuck? You've tortured me for 30 fucking years. You call me your friend? Yeah. You know? yeah. But Picard also gets it in the way. So, at the end, so at the, you, you reach this, they have this fantastic conversation. Meanwhile, this is where it goes off the rails a little bit again. Okay. You know, you had this whole Adam Sung storyline with his daughter. Who couldn't go outside? Well, Q cures her. She finds out she's a clone that Adam Sung developed, <clears throat> and she gets pissed and she erases everything. Like she break, she erases all of his data, leaves him with nothing, and. And she tells her, like, Father, this is, this, is, this is my last gift to you. I've taken it all from you. Yeah. And 
Like the last time you see him, it's you know he opens up a drawer and he pulls out this folder and on it's the con project. Okay. Oh my motherfucker! It's all you gotta. You, you, this didn't need to be connected like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is too much fan service. Yeah, yeah. So now this this girl, she you know she's got what's her next step, and she gets a message on her computer, like. Do you want to see what's next? And he gives it an address. So she shows up at the address. And who the fuck shows up but Wesley Crusher? Because oh he's a traveler. He's a what? At the end of the, the Next Generation, season seven, like he he was found to have a certain level of consciousness that would allow him to learn to travel in time and space. So he's like, he's like a time lord, essentially. Okay. Okay. But they're called travelers in the Star Trek universe. Okay. And he recruits her to be a watcher or a okay. supervisor, I think they were called. Uh-huh. So, like, it can it connects in a way. But, again, like, it was such fan service. That was a nice little scene. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, old Will Wheaton, you know, he does a good job with it. But still, it was, I was just like, groan. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. Um, but the, the the last bit, like the very last thing, goes all it, so like Q is his final act. Okay, sends the crew back to the future. Okay, okay, to the exact moment right before Picard blows the stargazer. Okay, and the the doctor, the blonde doctor lady, by yeah. the way. She's now a board queen. Yeah. So, 400 years later... What? Yeah, yeah, she's a board queen. They flash 400? Well, because you, you go from 2024... Oh, okay, okay. ...to the moment right before the Stargazer explodes, and Picard sh- calls off the auto-destruct. Okay. Because the board queen that was on... That, that transported onto the ship is the blonde doctor lady. Okay, okay. And she shows them that there's this anomaly that's taking place that's going to wipe out the quadrant. Mm. And she takes the fleet and her Borg ship because she's reinvented the Borg. Okay. Okay. In her own image. And they're good guys now. Yeah. Oh, that, that gets so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> takes them. They, they, they're, they're able to stop what was going to happen to ha- happening because she redoes all their shields to... Like the, she uses the fleet to stop this from happening. And they're like, well, there's a greater power at work here. And she's like, the Borg are asking to join the Federation, and we will be the watchers at the gate. We will sit here. We will watch this anomaly for what's coming through. Because it creates a temporal... After it's all done, it creates a, a temporal wormhole. Okay. So they're like, we will stand guard for the Federation. And like, of course. You know. Because... Yeah. We're all one big happy family here, you know. Yeah. So it was like, like the ending was sweet in a way. Yeah. And it was nice, but there were some things that just had me like going like, yeah, groan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I thought to myself, I honestly thought to myself after I watched, I sat there for a minute, and I thought to myself, if they had done this in a star Star Wars movie, okay. Like the like the fan service like that. Yeah, yeah. Would I have been a groaning as much as I was? 
And the answer was no, because yeah. I'm a Star Wars fanboy. Yeah. So I end up forgiving it in a way, because like while I like Trek, I'm not a Trekkie. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, or right. a Trekker. So like I had to kind of like rethink my my thinking because like while I'm sitting there going, oh groan, what fan service? You know, right, right, right. What what glad handing the fans are we doing this time? You know, and all this like <laughs> at the end of the day, I thought I'll bet if I was a hardcore Trek fan. I would think this is fucking dynamite. Yeah, I mean you're probably right, you know, and because like you, you think about it, like in the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, it's nothing but fan service. Oh, Jimmy Mac, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's a, so much fan service in the it was in those two shows. Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt when we get to Obi Wan, there's gonna be nothing but fan service in that thing. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean. It's. T- I had to rethink my thinking on it. Like, like, okay, yeah, it made me groan. But I'll bet if you were a Star Trek fan, you fucking love this. Oh yeah. You know, and I, I did see some Star Trek posts where people were just like, "Oh, Wesley Crusher was amazing. It was so good to see him. And what a way to tie things together." And I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. People loved it. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm sure there are those that hate it, but I mean, they're not nearly as vocal. As Star Trek fans. Yeah, right. Or Star Wars fans, I mean. Yeah. So, like, it was just one of those odd things where, like, at the end of it, I had, like, I had to rethink. I like, really had to think about, like, like man, if this had been a Star Wars thing, what would I have done? I would, I would have been just cheesing my pants. Right. You right, know? Right. So. That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't blame you for bailing out on it like you did. Yeah. Um... But at the same time, like, I guess if you're a hardcore Trek fan, especially a hardcore Next Generation Trek fan, this is probably well worth the watch. Okay. You know what I mean? I'd be interested to hear Uncle Jammy tear this apart, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure he did. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he was just like, oh, this is fucking sick. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, I just, I do. I, I honestly believe, like, if, it, like, like, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, like, at the end of it, like, I was still like, you know, do I feel like I wasted my time watching this season? And the answer was no. Yeah. I don't. I enjoyed myself. But, like, it, it was a little bit of harder of a watch, like, compared to the first season, which I think the first season was so fucking good. Yeah. You know, the second season just kind of was like, eh. You know, it was okay. Right. So... Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know. I just, I could not. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I and I get that. And I don't blame you. Like, because it, it 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 was very much a it it it's very much a a like you had to be a next generation fan. Yeah. And you and I aren't that big of a next generation fan. We are not. No. So. Unfortunately. Yeah. Or just not. No. I never was. I just... Mom liked it okay. Yeah. But I just never... I mean, there were things about the next generation I like or a lot of things I didn't like, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I will forever be a Will Riker fan. Yeah. I, I wish they would have done a show, a, a Riker show. Like with him as the captain of a ship. <laughs> I mean, that would have been badass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um... 
But outside of that, I mean, you know, and I, I think I, I, I think I've read before where they, they planned on doing a Riker show at one point, and they never did. They didn't pull the trigger. But uh, I think over I, I, I overall I'll say this overall to me as I I look at like. I think Paramount is doing a very good job with Star Trek. So do I. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I you know, this is they're up to four shows now with with Strange New Worlds. And I think all four shows are very good. Right. I, I, I do think Lower Decks is still the best of them. Do you? Yeah. I mean I I I can't completely judge Strange New Worlds yet. You know, it's a one episode. Right. But like Lower Decks is fucking amazing. I, I think Discovery's been very, very good. I mean, I think season three was a bit of a yeah a drop off, but season four made up for it. Oh yeah, in my opinion, for sure. And um, you know, I look forward to more from from Discovery. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to whatever the you know this, the third and final season of Picard, whatever that's going to be. Right. You know, because I got a feeling that's again just going to be more. <laughs> Fan service with like the entire cast from the next generation coming back and everything. Yeah, but uh, Tim, I'm not into that. Yeah. So. Right, but at the same time, you know, we were giddy to see Han, Luke, and Leia on screen again. <laughs> yeah, we were. You know, so I mean, because it made sense, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, you know, I, I just I'm I'm at a point where it's like okay, like I, I'm along for the ride at this point. But I, I do, but I do think overall, I think Paramount has done a fantastic job of bringing Trek back and making it relevant again. Okay, that's fair to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it needed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like outside of the J.J. Abrams movies, like they Star Trek needed this this shot in the arm that these shows are giving it to make it a relevant franchise again. Right. You know, and I would love to see. Like, I know they're talking about, like, you know, hey, we're getting the band back together for a, a, a fourth Kelvin universe Star Trek movie. Yeah. Which I'm I'm always thankful to see. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I'd love to see them just do something else with the universe. Okay. And I think, like, a show like Discovery has shown that you don't have to have the OG crew. You don't have to have a known commodity crew. Right. Just set it in the universe and do it right. I, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally agree with that. And I, I think we as, as fans have gotten ourselves to a point yeah. where um, <laughs> Dick Lane. Night Train Dick Lane. Yeah, sorry. I'm, we're looking at football cards or sports cards while we're talking. Yeah, I'm going through a... A bag I didn't even know I had. <laughs> yeah. I seriously. I know. <laughs> I didn't even know I had this thing, and I, I was like, hmm, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's filled with cards." <laughs> didn't even know I had these cards. So it's Grand Fury rookies, you know. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. It's thrown about. Magic the Gathering cards are worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> Iron Maiden cards. Yeah. Go figure. But uh. Yeah, so, like, I, I do. I honestly do. I think. I think. I think. We as fans have reached a point, like maybe you need like a little bit of a handoff somehow. Yeah. But overall, I don't. I don't think you need it as much as you think you do. 
to, to launch a, a new franchise in, in the Star Trek universe. Right. Of course, I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I... I don't know. I, I just hope whatever they do, it's better than what they did this season with Picard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's, that's what I watched. Um, I would also highly recommend, I did watch today. Um, I won't, I won't delve deep into it because I know you're not watching, but I did also watch, uh, the, the Stone Cold Sessions with Cody Rhodes. Okay. Cody Rhodes is my current favorite wrestler and, uh, he's back in the WWE and he did an, like a sit down, like two hour interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was really, really good. I That's highly recommend cool. it if you're a fan of that stuff. I don't mind that stuff. Yeah. I'm just not as into it as you are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I will say this much. This, this is what's fascinating to me. Like, like so I, 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 because Cody's back in the WWF, I have to start watching, like, Raw again. Okay. And <clears throat> that's fine. And I watch it, and, like, some of the stuff isn't as bad as it's made out to be. Some of it's even worse. You know what I mean? Okay. But, like, my... My problem with WWE becomes, like, so we're going to have a match. Okay. And here comes wrestler number one. And, you know, they have their entrance. They come down. The announcers are talking about them. And, you know, oh, this is going to be a big match. And this is an important match for this person. And this is what's going on. They bring up the speed. And we're going to go to commercial. (laughs) Okay. Take the sales out of you. You're right. So, no, no, then you come back, and here comes wrestler number two, and they come down to the ring, and maybe they start fighting, you know, so now the match begins, and you get like three minutes into the match, and we're going to commercial break. And then they come back, and you get like five more minutes of the match, and the match is over. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Like, like right, all, right. In all honesty, like in, in a... In a three-hour show, right? If you get a grand total of forty-five minutes of in-ring wrestling action, I would be shocked. Really, really, because of all like the outs, like, and like, don't get me wrong, like, like guys cutting promos is important, or girls cutting promos, it's important. Like that's a big part of what wrestling is to set up storylines and whatnot. Sure, but. In a three-hour Raw, if I'm only getting 45 minutes of in-ring action, to me, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. I agree. When you compare that to with AEW in a two-hour Dynamite on Wednesday nights. Right. You are, in, in, in those two hours, I am getting probably an hour and a half of in-ring <laughs> action. Right. That's a huge difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm honestly, like... It's such a monstrous difference in, like, like you know, like I'm watching Raw on on Monday, and like the that's impressive. <laughs> like the um the main event was a, a, a it's a six person tag match. It was six women. Uh huh. From the time the first woman entered the ring, twenty minutes had gone by. 
between before they finally rang the bell. Holy cow. 20 minutes for just introductions. Right, right. Before they finally rang the bell to start the match. Jesus. And it's just like, you got to be asking yourself, like, how awful must it be to be in that crowd? Yes. I mean, like... Like, how do you get excited for the match? Right. If it's like 15 minutes of just like, well, the first three women are finally in the ring. We're going to commercial break. And here comes two more women. We're going to, for another commercial break. Here's the third person. You know, so all six women are now in the ring, and we're going to take a third commercial break. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. It's just ruining your... Yeah, I agree. I mean, between that and how bet poorly, like, they cut... like The guy who does their television is a guy named Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Wow, Eddie Olchek. <laughs> right. <laughs> the guy, wow. who, the guy who does their TV is a guy named Kevin Dunn, and the way he he smash cuts, like you will see, like in in ten seconds, you will see eleven cuts. Really? Like it, it's it's like o, OCD. Like it's just boom, 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 boom. You're like, what? What? Just show me the in ring action. Right. I don't like. Give me the long shot of the ring and let me watch the match unfold. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need, like, here's a long shot, and here's a shot from down here, and here's a shot from over here, and here's a shot from above, and here's a shot from the... And you're just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And we're going back to this low angle, back to the high angle, back to this other low angle. Like, dudes, stop. Stop. Relax. Let the match unfold. Yeah. You're not helping with the storytelling by yeah. doing this. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So... It's like shit like that that like I remember why I stopped watching WWE. Yeah. And you're just like, holy fuck. You know? But there are some things I that they do I, I did like. Like I was like, you know, I like what they're doing with Cody. I think that's been phenomenal. Um there's a couple other guys I like I'm watching them. I'm like, okay, I, I, these are interesting stories. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a lot of it where I'm just like, yeah, I gotta fast forward through this. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched this twice now. I'm, I'm fast forward through this shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've seen you people in the ring already. You suck. You know, or whatever you're doing is just annoying as fuck. So, so it, it, going back and watching WWE now has been very interesting because it's like, man, I don't, it, it, this is worse than I remember sometimes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I, I fast forward through shows sometimes too. They say I do it all the time, but but like with like with something like this, like oh, it's so and so versus so and so. Yeah, I don't need to watch that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just not good. Right, right. You know, and like with SmackDown, I don't even watch SmackDown. I just watch the highlights. Like, I'll go online and, like, go, go to, like, YouTube and find, like, the highlights. And you're like, okay, I'm caught up. <laughs> you know. I, uh... Not to completely break it, but I... Yeah, bro, break it. I, I did break start it. watching something I didn't mention. Um, I started watching that, um... Oh. It's that new show with, uh... Thanos snake. Oh, the 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 western sci-fi western thing. Like it's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. 
That good? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> it has a good cast, good music. Yeah. And, um... It's just, it's just a good show. Yeah. I'm not going to give it too much away, because... I mean, you just need to watch it. Yeah. But it's, it's actually really good. I, I'm just... I got hooked on it. Yeah. So I've been watching that. Um, binging the shit out of it. I, I don't know what episode I'm on, but pretty far in. Yeah. Um, so that's been enjoyable. So yeah. I, I suggest that. I just can't remember the goddamn name of it. Outer. I don't know. Yeah. But it's good. I like seeing him outside of Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's a good actor. Like, he plays a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's weird. With this character, like, he's just kind of comes across as a grumpy old man in a, in a certain amount. Right. Do you know what I mean? But he has these moments in this in these mo- in this show where he's just like, damn, man, that's fucking... You got balls of steel, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know? Yeah. It's just... I, maybe it's just I've gotten to the point where I just enjoy listening to him talk. Yeah. You know, because we saw him as what's his name and um, yeah, Deadpool and then uh, yeah, yeah, Cable, Cable, and then we see him as Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. I just like listening to him talk. Yeah. At this point, you know yeah. what I mean. Sort of, he's become like Morgan Freeman in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a really good show. It's well done. It's well acted. Um, Lily Taylor's in it, which I was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you know who Lily Taylor is. Yeah. What was the movie John Cusack? Oh, um, say anything. Yeah, she was the girl that was playing the guitar. Yeah. 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 She was in all those movies. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's it's a good show. I just can't. I can't for the life of me. I can't remember the name of that fucking show. I should, because, you know, I'm fucking watching it. Yeah. One would think you would know the name of the show, but... Why set those kind of high expectations? I'm trying to find... What are you trying to find? Trying to find him, because he was in... Oh, my God, I can't believe... Oh, there he is. I gotta take off my glasses for this. Josh Brolin's the actor we've been fumbling the name over. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. And uh, so the, the show is called Outer Range. Outer Range. Right. But <laughs> what nobody remembers, and in a way, thank God they don't, but I, I do. He starred in the absolute fucking worst Comic book movie ever. Okay. Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. Jonah Hex was bad. Whoo. Whoo. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was a bad movie. I mean, that makes the movie that shall not be named look like a, a clam bake. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 that wasn't bad. Jonah Hex was fucking awful. Yeah, you're right. That was a bad you know, movie. So. It was a bad movie. And with a 
killer cast. I mean, John Malkovich is in that. Michael Fassbender's in that. Yeah. Josh Brolin. How can you get wrong? Yeah. yeah they went way the fuck wrong with that one. So, yeah, you're right. So, while we're giving Josh Brolin his flowers now, let's not forget he was in one of the biggest turds ever made. Oh, yeah. You know. I agree. You know, so. Oh. Biggest turds ever made. Yeah. So, here was something. I found this rather interesting. Okay. John Woo. Okay. The great director, John Woo. Right. He is looking to remake The Killer for the Peacock streaming service. Like, this has been greenlit. He's doing this. Oh, my. Oh. I was going to give you that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice. Like, so for those who don't know, like, John Woo, before Face Off, before Broken Arrow, before Mission Impossible 2. Right, right. Like, John Woo made Hong Kong thrillers. Yeah. Like, this is where, like, all of these, like, John Woo tropes, like, the trench jackets coming open with all the guns and the doves flying behind people and, yeah. you know, like, the wind blowing trench coats. I mean, all that shit that, like, you look at and go, oh, fuck, that's John Woo. Right, you know, right. like, this is where he, like, mined his craft. And, like, he, he made, I, I, I still think, like, I, I can look at, like, the stuff he made in America. Like, like Broken Arrow. Like, um, Face Off. And I get, those are entertaining as fuck. Right. But, if you, if you want to really see what, what he can do, like, you have to go back to, like, some of his Hong Kong stuff. And one of his first movies was a movie called The Killers. Okay. Starring Chow Yin Fat. Okay. Okay. And he's looking to remake it because he wants to. Like, he, he's like, I feel like I can do a better job with this material. <laughs> and I want to do a better job with this material. I want to update it. Right. You know, which is like, because like, and like one thing to like say like, okay, we're going to remake this movie, but for like the original director to say, give me another shot at this. Wow. Okay. It's kind of unique. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? And Hard Boiled, that was, a, that's the one that like, oh, that's a good fucking movie. Hard Boiled. <laughs> oh. I guess the one like, that's the first John Woo movie I saw with, with and that has Chow Yun Fat in it as well. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> this is amazing. You know, but, um, I just found this interesting. And, like, and like not only is he, like, redoing it, but he's, like, redoing it for, like, Peacock. Really? Yeah. Like, they're the ones who are like, hey, you want to remake this movie? Come on over. Yeah, right. We'll take care of you. You know? Yeah. And... Like you and I, like John, like John was one of my favorite directors. Mm. You, you and I are very big on on directors. We're very director centric, right? Um, like I'll I'll watch a movie because of the director before I will a star, right? And um, so I'm just curious. Like I'm gonna pose this question because I think this is amazing that that, that John Woo is gonna remake one of his all time classic movies. 
Is there a movie by a director that you would like to see the director take another shot at? Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to back out of this. Um, oh, man. To have another shot at doing. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a remake, but it's the same director remaking his, his own motion picture. Yeah, I know. Let's see, the directors we like, right. or the movies, the originals are really good. Right, but, like, at the same time, like, um... I think it would be very interesting, and this is going to sound amazing to people, if, if you know me through this show at all. Mm. Like, Ridley Scott getting a shot, a, re, a shot to remake Blade Runner. Okay. Like, I love the theatrical version. I think it's amazing. I think it absolutely stands up. I think the special effects stand up. I think there's not a fucking thing wrong with the theatrical version of that movie. Okay. He hates it. Okay. You know... Like, to give him a shot to remake that movie his way. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, would be very interesting to me to see what he would do with it. Yeah. Like, how would you... Like, I, I mean, I know there's been, like, the director's cut and the ultimate director's cut and stuff like that. But, like, what would you do to... If you were just given the, the carte blanche to completely remake that movie, how would you do it? Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nothing's coming to mind. Even though he's not technically the director on it, quote unquote, George Lucas has to remake Return of the Jedi. You got to fix that. You got to fix the teddy but, bears. But that's the thing, like you got you got to fix the teddy bears and replace them with Wookiee. I know, but I mean, what I'm saying is, like, yeah. he would never do that. Right. He'll tinker. He'll tinker the fuck out of it. But he's not giving us Wookies. No, and he'll never. Like, I don't think if he was given the opportunity to do it again, I don't think he would do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You right. have to look at a director that... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. Jedi was bad, but I mean, like... Right. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't think he'd do it. Yeah. I don't know. I... I... I'm going through all these movies in my head. Yeah. It's tough because like like even like I would never have thought John Woo would go back and remake the killers. Right. Or the killer. I'm sorry, I thought killers is just the killer. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but you watch that movie and you go, Okay, like this is where it all begins. Mm. And so it's almost like he's going back and saying, Okay. I was such a shitty director when I did this movie. I want a chance to redo it the right way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that's how kind of like how I, I I'm viewing it. Like that's like, you know, I, I not, and not not by that like Ridley Scott was by any stretch of the imagination a bad director at that time. You know, he had a couple movies under, but you know, he's clearly unhappy with that theatrical version, and they've tinkered with it so much over the years. Right. Right. That like. If you could do it all over again and no no studio interference, doing it your way, your movie, what would you do? You know, 
And um, that, that's the first one that kind of comes to mind to me because I think I, I would like to see Clive Barker's mindset of Nightbreed. Like what he envisioned. And doing it today with yeah. modern technology. Correct. Carte blanche, no studio notes. Right. Doing it your way. What would that movie have actually been? Yeah. 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 Because I think it would have been a different movie. Not completely. Right. Because it's good. Yeah. The, theori- the theatrical version's good. I've watched the extended cut series. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got you that special edition. Yeah. That one year. Yeah, like a little more Cron. Yeah, I would like a little more Cronenberg. Uh-huh. You know, um, but I would well, like we all, to, we all want a little bit more Cronenberg. I know, but I, I would like to see more. Uh, I would like more of an explanation of characters, and right? Like a deeper, a deeper dive into the world, into that world. Yeah, yeah, and what it was all about because it was shot great. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see. Yeah, you look at that movie, like especially the special effects, and like for the time period. Yeah, I mean it, it's spot on. It holds up. Yeah, holds up very well because it's all practical. But yet at the same time, you like to see like man with the modern technology, with the robotics and everything else. Like I'm not talking CGI. I'm still talking. You're doing it practically. Yeah. But like with like the modern like technology with how like the. The masks are done and everything, and puppetry. Man, you could do something spectacular with that. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I would like to see that. Um, yeah, for sure. Like one of the best shots in that film was, and it's gonna sound odd because it doesn't have anything to. Well, it sort of has to do with horror, but um, one of the best shots in that film was actually when. I think it was the waitress and Cronenberger out in that country setting. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the point. It was such a beautiful setting and such a horrific thing is going to take place. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just, I don't know. It's one of my favorite movies. And I, like, I wish, I don't know. I don't want it necessarily to be different, but in the same respect, I would love to see his true vision of that film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just, I have a lot of respect for Clive Barker. Yeah. And, um, I do. Yeah. I mean, just as a person, I, yeah, he's an interesting person. So anyway, yeah, I I think I would want to see that reshot, redone. But I would have to have Cronenberg. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, all the actors, I don't know, I think, I don't know if I'd want to see other actors playing those actors. Right. I, I get that. Because Boone was good. Yeah. The chick was memorable. Yeah. I mean, not memorable, but not remarkable. That's right. That's what I meant to say. Right. Boone was good, though. The guy that played the Beast was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My true face, that guy. Yeah. was really good. So, I mean, there are parts in that that are, that are I liked. Right. Um, I would like to see more of the Berserkers. Right. I mean, that, that is like the thing, like when I talk about like, you know, having giving Ridley Scott a chance to remake Blade Runner, like, yeah, that would be hard because I don't want to see anybody other than 
Harrison Ford as Deckard. I don't want to see anybody other than, um, right. you know, Rutger Hauer in that role. You know, like, it, it was perfectly cast. Like, it, you know, like, I don't want to, I'd hate to see that cast replaced. Right. But at the same time, like, just giving him the opportunity to, like, really work it. Do it right. Who knows what the black hole would have been? Even though that was Dark Disney. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what his original vision for that was. Yeah, like, like I mean, like, everything about that movie makes sense until you get to the very fucking end. <laughs> yeah, know? it does, but with a modern... I would like to see it modernized. You go, no, don't get, absolutely. I mean, that would be amazing. But, like, with that, I don't want to see, like, the director do that. I'd like to see somebody else take the reins yeah, and do right. that. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, um... <laughs> Like, you know, it's funny, too. You know, like... You look at those original... Like, you look at some of the... Especially the horror. You look at the original horror movies, and you, and you see how, like... Uh, what's the best way to describe it? Where they stray. Right. Okay. So, Nightmare on Elm Street did so well because it was a pretty... It was an original concept. It was a really good concept. Right. And it really was. Yeah. And then... We know what happened after that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Friday the 13th. Great concept. Right. For a horror slasher film. Right. Right? Right. And it had nothing to do with really Jason at all. Right. The first one. Right. It was just, yeah. wow, this is a cool idea. It's a good story. Right. Right? Um, and we see what happened with that. You know what I mean? The same thing with um, Scream. Same thing. Scream 1. Yeah. Oh, it was a great film. Yeah. And went down that road. Halloween, as much as I don't want to say it, four, five, whatever, beyond until we got to the new one. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they went down that same hole. Um, it's just funny how horror does that. Going back to Hellraiser, like the original Hellraiser was nothing like what you see in movie five. Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing, nothing at all. Right. It actually is Hellraiser 1's Hellraiser is a fucked up movie. Yeah. I mean Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean I respect it in the genre. Like, like some of the later ones it honestly felt like somebody had a different script and they jammed Hellraiser into it somehow. Yeah. Like, okay, I've got this idea, but I don't know how ah, you know what? Pinhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like a studio took like, well, we got this and we've got this, let's just put them together. And we'll turn something out that people will go see. Yeah. Well, when I saw that one Hellraiser, it was funny. It was um, it was the one in the um, it was one about the building. Yeah. I don't I don't know which Hellraiser that I was. I don't know either. But it was built around the box. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The symbols and stuff like that. It, right. The building was the box. It was, it was I don't know something like that. Yeah. I was like, uh, did you take this from Ghostbusters too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is this Ghostbusters too? Yeah. More, more fucked up. Yeah. Less family friendly. Because <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I liked a couple of the Hellraisers after yeah. Hellraiser 1. I thought they got... I actually thought that they got better for a couple of movies. Right. Versus... Yeah. The first one. Right. I mean, I thought the first one was good. But... 
when CD Man came out and like yeah. when the Cenobites started coming out and walking down the street. Yeah. I'm like that's fucked up. Yeah. Like Chatterbox. Yeah. Because Chatter's the he was the scariest one for right. me. <clears throat> but I don't know. Something about Clive Parker. He can I don't know. There's a whole lot of things waiting in hell for him if he goes there. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I hope you find Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, like... Yeah. His mind is like... Yeah. I mean, to create those things is just... Yeah. That's crazy. Especially he, fucking the chatter. Yeah. He scared the shit out of me when I was, when I was young. He did. He was the most frightening of them all. For me. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah can't the only other movie I could think of the only other director I could think of that like had such a heavy stinker that I would like to first off I had to sit him down and really quiz him to make sure he he's happy with it mm. and if he is then then good god but if not I want to give you a chance to redo it would be uh, John Carpenter with Escape from LA I thought about that but I, that was going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. But I didn't think it fit into the... It, it does in the, in the way that... like Fit into what we were talking right. about. Right. But it does in this way. And, like, and this is why I said I have to quiz him first. Like I have to connect him to a lie detector or something. Because I saw in an interview one time. And this was like 10 years ago. Mm. Where he said, There is not a thing he has ever committed to celluloid... That he regrets. And I just want to be like, you know, what, Escape from L.A. doesn't count? You didn't put that to celluloid? You know what I mean? Like, it's a bad movie. It's an inescapably bad movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't, like, there's nothing redeemable about that. There is nothing about that movie that's good. No. And it's like... I mean... Some of the effects look like they're out of ba oh, Battlestar One. Horrible on the planet. Yeah, horrible, horrible. You know, and I mean and the it, CGI was horrible. Yeah, but so it's like that thing of like, if you could remake this movie and make it right, what would you do? You know, because like I can't believe you would stand behind Escape from L.A. Yeah. You know, you can't. You can't. I mean, like, I mean, you're looking at, like... You have had a this brilliant career. You have. You have this steaming turd in the middle of it yeah. that just reeks. Yeah. Like, it's like a black market. If I could give you a chance to correct it, could you do that? Yes or no? I mean, think about it. If he re he remade if he made Escape from L.A. right mm -hmm. with film of today and stuff like that, I mean, I mean he could have set a tone there. He could have yeah. made one of the best movies ever. If he would have Ridley Scotted that movie, <laughs> yeah, no, really, really, yeah. I mean, he could have really made a really good film. Yeah, truly, I mean, Kurt Russell and Peter Fonda. Surfing down the L.A. River, that was just fucking now, come on, awful. That was horrible. Horrible. 
you know, and and it pains me because like I love John Carpenter. Yeah, I do too. But it's just it's it's so that movie is just so fucking bad. And if like I could just like, John, it's so fucking bad that they don't even replay it on television. No, they don't. You never see it. On you TV. will see Escape from New York before you see Escape from L.A. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. You never see Escape from LA. No. TBS doesn't even play that shit. No. <laughs> Local cable access won't pick that shit up. No, it's terrible. It is. Oh man, it's such a bad movie. So I mean, it's like it's, it's and, and what a letdown. Yeah. Oh. That I mean. That was a really big letdown. Like, one of the best characters in cinematic history in Snake Plissken. Yeah, and you just killed him. Yeah. Overboard was better than that movie. Whoo! So and that movie had a remake. Uh, and the remake was terrible. It was. It was horrible. Yeah. It was fucking awful. I watched it out of sheer curiosity and wished I didn't. Sinful, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted every moment of it. Overboard was actually kind of a good movie. Yeah, the first one. The second one. That's what I mean. The first one was okay. It was a good 80s movie. Yeah. Hey, Kurt Russell, girl, Goldie Hawn. I can't go wrong. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I was... (laughs) Yeah, so, like, Escape from L.A., like, I mean, that's the one, like... The other one, like, I could think of, like, off the top of yeah, my Yeah, I was going to say L.A., but I didn't know if it fit the realm perimeter of what we were talking about. But it only it only meets, like, like I, I could say, like, and it's funny because, like, I love Blade Runner. I love the theatrical version of Blade Runner. But really, Scott hates it. Why does he, he hate it so much? Because, like, they cut so much. Like, the, the studio came in and it was like, okay, we need a happy ending. And, you know, some of this doesn't make sense to us, so we need a voiceover from Harrison Ford explaining what's going on. He didn't want any of that. Like, you know, so, like, the voiceover, like, even Harrison Ford, like, I hated the voiceover, which is why, but to me, like, I love it. Like, it it, feel, it feels to me like film noir. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it has that 50s detective movie feel to it. Because of the voiceover. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like, it, it was like a movie out of time in a way because it's like, it's so far in the future with everything, flying cars, these massive screens at the, you know, I mean, it was 1982, like you were looking at this going like, this could never fucking happen. You know, ro- robots that were sentient and all this shit that was going on. And it's, you know, but yet at the same time, like, you know, he's a gumshoe almost. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, it was nothing about him that felt futuristic. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, the music he listens to is, like, it sounds like 50s jazz. And, like, you know, like, his apartment looks like something from, like, a blast backwards in time. Like, all this stuff was, like, it was very interesting how it's all looked and shot and, like, like the lighting and everything. Like, it, it was, like, so really well done to me. And... But like they the the studio wanted this stuff added in that like they hate it right, 
And it's like, to the point, like, you get the, the Blade Runner 2049, which is a brilliant movie, but, like, it's the question becomes, like, well, which version is this an actual sequel to? And like, well, you know, we, we really didn't go that route. Right. It's a sequel to all of them. And in a way, it's, they're right. Like, you can't, like, pinpoint, like, oh, okay, because of this, this, and this, this is a sequel to the director version or the, the, the super director version or the theatrical Like, it's a sequel to all of them. Right, right. Which is, like, a smart thing to do. That way you're not answering the question. Right, right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I don't know what you did there. So, like, but, like, just, okay, let me just give you the shot to just do it again. And with... Same thing with Escape from L.A. Let me give you the shot to do it again and do it right. Yeah. Write this wrong, please. Like, for, with really Scott, I'd be like, there's not a wrong to write, but if you want to do it, that's fine. Yeah. I want to see what you can do then. Right, right. What was your vision? <laughs> you know, because like, to me, like, really Scott is like, He, his like the way he looks at film like it it's always impressed me like I, I know people are like yeah what the fuck is wrong with you Ridley Scott but like I, I you just you look at his movies and like, every single one of them like even like Thelma and Louise you look at how that movie is shot the way it looks the way it feels everything about it is like brilliant yeah you know it, it's it's just it's one of those things where like I, I don't know like that's why I like directors that's why I like lean more towards directors than I do actors because like they're giving me what I'm visually seeing yeah you know the story has to be good the acting has to be great but man you get the right director doing the right thing and it can make up for a little bit of those shortcomings in a movie right right they can make up for a story a little bit by shooting it the right way. Right. They can make up for maybe a bad actor by shooting it and editing it the right way. You know, they, they can they can fix things yeah, yeah. with their vision. Yeah. You know? And that's why I, I why I gravitate to directors so much. Like you, you look at like who like the guys that we love, like the guys we talk about all the time, like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Look at like I thought about it. the only other movie I could think of that I was like, man, if Guillermo del Toro with modern technology had a shot to redo the devil's backbone. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. It doesn't need to be remade, right, right. but man, give what he what he given what he knows today a shot to remake that movie. That would that would be a movie that people would know, right? right. You know. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting to me because, like, like I said, like I mean, to me, it's just it's. Like, I get people who, like, oh, I, I, I'll go see any Tom Cruise movie. I love Tom Cruise. You know, or insert actor name here, you know. Yeah. Like, I have a friend who, like, you know, I, Will Smith is the greatest actor of all time. Like, mm. I'll disagree with you there, but, you know, that's what you like. I mean, you know, don't, don't go tell me Hitch is a great movie, though. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. he's had a couple good ones. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie either. I mean, he's he's done some good work over the years, but I mean, like when you're trying to tell me Hitch is a good movie, yeah, no, you know, I'm like, come on, man. Now I, I'm not gonna say that I will go see any Tom Cruise movie, but I'll probably watch most Tom Cruise movies that are on. Yeah, 
I'm not saying I'm going to go right. pay money to go see it, but right. I'll watch it if it's on TV. But but the th- I think the thing is like with like okay like with a Tom Cruise movie. So do I. I. I mean, you know, if it's a Mission Impossible movie, I'm there. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, if it's a Tom Cruise movie, I'll usually be like... If he okay. goes offbeat, though, his action offbeat films are fine, too. I liked yeah. War of the Worlds. Yeah. I thought that was a great movie. Right. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, I mean, like, that's, but that's the way I look at it. Like, you know, you look at some of the movies, he's like the Mission Impossible movies, you look at some of the directors, you know, John Woo, J.J. Abrams... You know, he's had some interesting directors directing those movies. Yeah, yeah. That you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm there. Reacher. Yeah. That was a good film. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, it's weird. I mean, people give him shit for his religion. I, I, I get that. I mean, I, right. I don't care for the dude personally at all. Right. Um, which I don't. I don't care less. Um, but... Um, Damn, he can make a good film. Like, you're right. Like, I mean, I, I guess like, Tom Cruise is maybe the exception to the rule. I'm like, I'm not saying he's like a great actor. The only thing, the only movie I didn't like him in was Days of Thunder. The Mummy. I even watched that. And I, I watched it and I didn't. I was like, why am I watching this? I, yeah, I, I love Days of Thunder. <laughs> do you? I do. Right. But the, one of the reasons I love Days of Thunder, though, mm-hmm. is directed by Ridley Scott's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that was one of his movies, and if I mean, and he was also the guy who directed like um, Top Gun. Yeah, and like you, if you look at like Days of Thunder and you look at the way it's shot, and you like compare it to like some of his other movies, you say, "Oh yeah, it's one of his movies because the way it looks." Did he do Falling Down too? No, I can't. I can't believe I can't believe it, remember his brother's name. It hurts me because he's unfortunately passed away. Well, Top Gun's gonna be coming. Yeah, the new Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know it's gonna be fucking good. I I, I think I, so. I in Tom Cruise I trust too. Tony Scott is his name. Yeah, it's gonna be a good movie. I'm telling you. Yeah. I know it is. But like, I, okay, like here's the thing. Okay, so. Like I, I tell you that, that that Tony Scott directed, um, no, Days of Thunder. Okay. Okay. Um, but you also look at some of the other things that 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 he did over the years, and you like just think of how the, those movies look compared to Days of Thunder. Yeah. Uh, let me go back here a little bit. Okay, so Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, <laughs> Days of Thunder, The Last Boy Scout. Yeah, The Last Boy Scout was good. True, True Romance. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did do that. Crimson Tide. Yep. The Fan. Yep. Enemy of the State. Great movie. Spy Game. Yep. Man on Fire. Yep. Man on Fire, I think that's what I was That's a great movie. That is a fucking great underrated yeah. Denzel movie. Mm-hmm. The Taking of Felum One Two Three. Yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, like, think about those movies and how they look, and now compare that to Days of Thunder, if yeah. you can remember. Yeah, like, yeah. you're like, you're going, oh shit, that had a look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can identify a Tony Scott movie yeah, by how it wild, looks. Yeah, and then in that wild how they look too. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, like, True Romance has an unmistakable look and color. Yeah. There's a color to it. It's yeah, just exactly, yeah. weird. Yeah. It's one of the most artistic films, not only because of the subject matter and the script, of course. Right. But just of how it's shot, the, the color of it, the sun. Yeah. The sun's always in their eyes, if you ever yeah. noticed in that film. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, there is so much, like... And that's the thing, like, and that's what a great direct, like, it's like, Quentin Tarantino is a great director, Mm -hmm. but some of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies were directed by somebody else. Oh, yeah. Like True Romance. Like, um, the one directed by Rodriguez, um, the vampire one. Oh, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, you know. I mean, those, those, you know, Quentin Tarantino scripts written by, directed by somebody else. Yeah. You know, even Natural Born Killers, even though I, from what I understand, like, you know, they went way off the page with that. That was still a Quentin Tarantino script. Yeah. You know. So, like, I often I wonder, like, you know, what would, like, as good of a, a writer as Tarantino is, and he's an amazing writer. He doesn't quite measure up as a director, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Like, what if... Like, Pulp Fiction was directed by somebody else. What would that look like? How much better of a movie could that have been? Uh, I know, because it's, it's tough, because... I mean, I think, to me, I think... Some people say Reservoir Dogs. I feel that... I think I think Pulp Fiction was his masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it's like, a, it's a deal, though, of like... Including a cameo of Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's a good director. Borderline great. But I don't think he's, like... No, I don't think he's on that other level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Although... A, I think he's a phenomenal writer. Did he do The Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Not like the original, boy. No. But still, like, I mean, like... But there are more... Like, there are things HBO that he... late night. Yeah. But like there are things like that that scene that Christoph Waltz scene at the beginning of the movie, yeah, that's fucking phenomenal. But that's mostly the writing. Like there's nothing about how that shot, yeah, right, to me that makes that movie that that scene phenomenal. It's how it's written. So you go back to like the scene in, in True Romance between Walken and Hopper, yeah, that's phenomenally written. But it jumps out even more because of how Tony Scott directed that. Yeah. And how it's shot and how that looks. Right. And I don't think Tarantino could have ever done that. Right. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, that's an odd thing to say because I think he's a great I think a Tony Scott would have been an interesting choice to do Pulp Fiction. Right. Because the color, where it was shot, where it was based. Um,. Can you imagine Tony Scott doing the um, dance scene? Yeah. Like that whole vibe? Yeah. I think that'd have been pretty interesting. Yeah. Not like, just I, a dance scene, but like. He had a good way. Especially, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to True Romance. Like, yeah. When those people were. The shootout yeah. scene. That was amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing scene. Right. You know what I mean? Shot in the eye. All that. Everybody getting killed yeah. and everything like that. 
can you imagine the death scene or the, you know, those scenes in Pulp Fiction? You know yeah. what I mean? Like when she ODs, when, right. you know, that kind of stuff I think would have been really cool. Right. Ving Rhames taking revenge and, right. you know, shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's one of those weird things. Like, but like, <laughs> I, I know you don't like Days of Thunder, but like, the guy who directed it is so fucking good. Yeah, I know. I you just know? can't get. I know. I get it. But at the same time, like a part of me is heartbroken because, like, I think that was a beautiful movie. Like, I'm not a fan of NASCAR. Yeah. But like, I watched that movie and I'm like, fuck, this looks good. So fucking good. Right, right. You know what I mean? No, I, I get you. Yeah. Uh, but I am excited for uh, off base. But I mean, I am excited for Top Gun. Oh yeah. Because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. I agree. I don't think he'd do it if it wasn't good. No. I'm serious. Yeah. And I, I watched the I mean, doc- he doesn't do movies. That's the thing I respect about Cruz, though, is he doesn't do shit movies. No. He's sort of like, uh, what's his name? from? I mean, in a different sense, but last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. He doesn't do shit movies. No. Ever. Yeah. Right? Cruz doesn't usually do a paycheck movie. Yeah. Or a shit movie. Like. Yeah. It's. He has a standard. Yeah, there is a standard but for his yeah. movie making. Yeah. Stunts, everything like that. Right. Action. Right. Now, he's in the action world. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, people talk about, you know, Statham, which I like Statham. But, I mean, they talk about Statham and The Rock and Vin Diesel and right. all these people. They're like here, and Cruz is like up here. Like in all, Do you know what I mean? Like, in all honesty, like, and it's a weird <laughs> thing to like even think about, but like, there hasn't been a bad Mission Impossible movie. Nah, they've all been good. Yeah, all of them. It, 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 he almost created his own Bond. Yeah. Within that world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's like really impressive, like how, <laughs> like what could have been just a throwaway franchise is like. But it's not a bad movie in the bunch. No, he's create. It's almost like he's created his own Bond, yeah, Bond type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like it's uh, each movie is like, like it, it's like you know higher. I, I mean it's 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 goofy because like it's so technology based on like shit that doesn't exist and yeah. like but like you play with it because unlike those Bond movies, where like you're like oh. You know, and they were so gadget heavy. Unlike the, the um, the current ones. Like even though these are gadget heavy, the it the movie doesn't have his tongue in his cheek. It's taking itself very seriously. Yeah. You know, where like those Bond movies were like bad one liner, goofy gadget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad one liner, invisible car. Right. You know, like you're like oh. You know, like even the Roger Moore movies, like the later Roger Moore movies, you're just like, oh, that's because he couldn't do anything physical. I know, you know, but still, like, I mean, like, I, you watch Octopussy, or, mm. or or some of those, like, you know, the one with uh, Grace Jones. Yeah, like you're just like, live and let die. Yeah, yeah. You know, or not not live and let die. Looks uh, looks uh, like kill. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you just keep watching. You're just like, oh, this is bad. Oh. Uh, Oh, these one-liners are horrible. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but, like, the 
goodness. <laughs> the um, the the the, the MI series is like, yeah, I don't believe this technology could possibly exist right now. But at the same time, fuck, this is a good movie. Oh, if it's on, I'll watch it. Oh yeah. If I see it on, remote just, co- put the remote control down. Yeah, just put it down. Put it yeah. Down. If I take a nap, I take a nap. Yeah. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. Because I know exactly what happens. Yeah. But, yeah. So that it doesn't. For some reason, there's enough space between MI movies where I don't get tired of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, one will be on, then three will be on, then five. Yeah. A year later, one will be on again. Yeah. I love them. I, I do. I, I like the whole concept of the MI movies. I, I think they're fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Think. I agree. Like, I, I can't believe, like, that franchise is as good as it is. Yeah. I mean, it's made him his dollar. Yeah. You know? But, um, but I like, like I said, too, I like when he steps outside of that role. You know what I mean? Like, he does some pretty good, pretty good shit. Yeah. I loved Reacher. I thought Reacher was really good. Yeah. Jack Reacher was. Yeah. I thought both those movies were better than people said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was something. Yeah, because, I mean, particularly, like, fans of the book series were, like, Tom Cruise is five foot two. Yeah, I think they like this Reacher. Yeah, I think they like this, this Reacher a lot, a lot more, yeah. Yeah, but I also like, I mean, War of the Worlds was a great movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so well done. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. Some of it is just absolutely terrifying. Right. And so realistic in a sense. Especially that... I, I mean, the, the whole thing with, with Tim Robbins in that basement. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. That's what I was going to, right there. Yeah. That's what would happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Spielberg just has this way of capturing. He hasn't lost it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No matter what he does, he just has this... He has this ability on the way he shoots and the way he directs. He just has this ability to capture you in that moment. Whether it's Schindler's List, whether it's fucking War of the Worlds, whether it's E.T. or... Yeah. Whatever. Right. He just puts you in the mindset, and any movie you watch by him, you are. I think that's what's great about great directors is they put you in. They put you where they you need to be, right? Right. Um, what was it? Um, Gremlins. Yeah. Like, you felt like you were part of that town. Yeah. Like he created this town that was just like. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he directed that, though. Are you sure? I thought that was... uh, That wasn't Howard. No, it wasn't Howard. Um, Was he a producer on it? He produced it, yeah, because it's an Amblin movie. Joe Dante directed that. Did he? Yeah. And he, he produced it. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was an Amblin movie, so he was a producer on it. I think that's why he, like, you think he directed it. Just like people think he directed Back to the Future, and he didn't. Because <laughs> it, it was produced by him. So, my bad. But, but, yeah, but Joe, it's still a Spielberg movie. Right. I, don't, I don't care right. who directed the movie. When you watch a Spielberg movie, you know it's a Spielberg movie. Right. 
Back to the Future wasn't a Spielberg directed movie. Right. But he had heavy influence on the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you were in the 80s and then when he transported you back to the 50s you were there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Anything he does. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like Jaws. Yeah. For the record, though, Joe Dante. Yeah. He directed two other movies of significant note that, to me, stand out and, and have a feel to them huh. beside, outside of Gremlins. Huh. And that's The Rocketeer. Nice. And Captain America, The First Avenger. I didn't know he did Captain the First Avenger. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Do you know he directed Back to the Future? Um, Don't look. <laughs> I know. He, oh, God. It's the guy. I can't think of his name. I mean, he directed Contact. He, he directed uh, the Polar Express. I, I can name the movies he Polar directed. Polar Express. I just can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. That's, that's going to drive me nuts. I think he directed, uh, fucking whatchamacallit. Gump. The guy who directed Gump. Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, they, I, I remember watching a thing about Captain America and they said they deliberately wanted to get Joe Dante to direct that movie because of how well he did with The Rocketeer. Oh, really? Yeah. like that was like, That's kind of cool. Yeah. like That was a big influence on how they wanted Cap to be based upon like The Rocketeer. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Cap 1. I loved it. I think it's a great movie. I fucking loved that movie. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think it's a great movie. Like, I have no qualms with that movie at all. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day. They hated... They hated Winter Soldier. There's a lot of people that hate Winter Soldier. I don't know how. I don't know. They just absolutely hate it. Lisa, she does not like Winter Soldier. She doesn't like Sebastian Stan. Yeah, uh, well, I like Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, and I love Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is an amazing movie. Like for a long time, that was near the top of the list. <laughs> it's Marvel. on a lot of people's top. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched Endgame the other night. I don't know how I can watch a movie so many fucking times in my life. I know. I don't get it. Oh, I get. It. I, I understand where you're coming from because I get. Yeah, I mean, it's just the beginning of the movie. It's the song. I I, I think. Yeah. I think it's the song. Yeah. That just reels me right in. Yeah. They just did so well with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of that with with uh, Hawkeye. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, but I mean. The music leading into that, and then it's what was the song? I can't remember. Anyway, I'm looking it up because it's, yeah. I just forgot it, but I know this song. Um. One is the loneliest number. 
think it was worth something like that. I can't remember. Dear Mr. Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Traffic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how the... How it fades in with the opening yeah. credits and stuff. and Yeah. It's just such a fucking good movie. It is. It it might be on my top five. Like of all time movies. Yeah. I mean, the more I watch it, the more like... Like most people, like the more they watch a film, they start to pick it apart. Yeah. Um... And there's just only a couple things I can pick on this film. It's so nostalgic through the fact that you're seeing these characters come to life. I'm not going to go into Endgame, but man, when he says Avengers Assemble. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's a hallelujah moment. It is. It's like your comic book dreams have just come true. Yeah. Does that make sense? And you've waited 20 movies to hear him say it. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like you weren't. I mean, you you, you thought that the th- hammer thing was going to come. You yeah. Ca- you knew it was. I mean, a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't know if they were going to shoot it or not. That was a big moment. Yeah. But when he says Avengers assemble, and then before that, when he says, "Cap, I'm on your left." Yeah. I mean. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting chills now. Yeah, I've watched it like. Yeah. I've watched that movie at least fifty <laughs> times. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pathetic. You and me both. It is pathetic. You know what I mean? God. But it's it's so fucking... Oh, you're right. Like, I mean, it's it's like... and I, I mean, that's... I mean, that's the thing I worry about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like, like they don't have the Russos anymore. Also, too, I don't think they can live up to that movie. That's a hard... Like, that's going to be hard to do. I mean... I don't think you can live up to that. No. When Bucky comes back. Oh, yeah. And they're hanging by the lake there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's yeah. telling off Hulk. Yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. I can't remember. Was it Hulk? Yeah. I think it was Hulk. No, oh. Thor. He was telling off Thor. Yeah. He was like, this is, he was like, this is space. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's not what the guy, red guy, guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. what he said. Yeah. And like he's crying. Yeah. Oh. And Hulk throws the fucking bench across the lake. Yeah. I mean, like. I mean, there were so many moments like that where you're just like. Yeah. When she lets go, you it, your heart oh. breaks. Yeah. It just breaks in half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking sick. I can't even believe I'm talking about this movie, but. It's just. It's just so good. Yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, it, it's. It's got to be in my top five. Yeah. I mean, it's just... All parts of it I like. If I can watch a movie... I mean, I watch movies over and over again, yes. But if I can watch a movie that many fucking times... Like, deliberately. Deliberately. Like, I, hey, I'm going to hey. turn on Disney Plus and I'm turning on yeah, Avengers Endgame. Game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to waste the next three hours watching Endgame. Yeah. I just want to lose myself. Yeah. If a movie can do that to me, I'm good to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Man, is that a good movie? And when Bucky... Oh, man, when she goes to see Bucky. 
when she goes and finds him. Bucky. Oh, Bucky. I said Bucky that's up to the Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, like Renner is like so fucking good. He is. He is. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, and, and people like cringe when I say that, but like, like Hawkeye is like probably my favorite character. Like that series was so fucking good. Yeah, he was good in the movies. He was good in the series. He was good in the Born series. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Whatever he does, is he's, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor. But and like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I, I just like. I like Hawkeye. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Like, but that character, especially in, in the MCU, yeah. even more than like I, I mean, I liked him in the comic books, but like, I I I, just, I like the way they present the character. I mean, you know, I can hear Stork cringing, cringing right now as I say, you know, the fucking farm scenes in in Ultron, where I mean, and like when you know, Linda Cardellini's telling him, like, you know, they are fucking gods, but they need you. Yeah. You keep them grounded. Yeah. You know. And I like the farm scene. I, I do too. Like, I don't know why he thinks they're fucking boring. Like, I think the farm scenes are amazing. Yeah. You know. But, like, it's shit like that. And, like, like when you get to the end of, like, Hawkeye. Like, that whole moment where, like, you know, the watch was hers. Like, yeah. she was Mockingbird. Of course she was. I know. But it's like, I think of, like... Yeah. In your head, like you, you wanted that so fucking bad. Yeah, but it should have been a big clue when she started starting Russian. Yeah, I know, and it was <laughs> yeah. like it, it was, but still, it's like that, that. It's just that thing of like she was fucking Mockingbird, and I want to see that. Yeah, I know, I know, right? You know, and I want to. Yeah. Can I find a way to make Linda Cardellini young again so that I can see her as fucking Mockingbird? Right. You know. Yeah. I just love the fact that he would do anything for. Her. Yeah. I, I think that that's like. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's, it's like a modern, not even a modern. It's just a different take on a love story. Yeah. Like who were once spies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's such a cool thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like he'll do anything. Right. He'll tread any water, fucking get shot at, kill, whatever. Yeah. He'll do anything for her to protect her. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. And his family. Right. Right. And so it, it brings you back to Endgame. Yeah. When they're gone. Yeah. Because that's his world. I mean, he doesn't... Yeah. Have... You know like, what I mean? Unlike, unlike all the others. he's Because he, he's uh, sacrificed. Right. Until Stark has his own family. Yeah. Like, it's like, none of the others had that connection. Like, he had something to go home to. None of the others did. Ant-Man. A little bit, yeah. But His I mean, daughter. But that's right. about it. But, like, he, but he wasn't, like, an Avenger yet. No, but... But, you know, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, the basic, the, the Avengers. Right. Like, th- those guys, those core guys, like, it was like, you know, this is what we do. And, like, well, wh- what are you doing tonight, Barton? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm a, I got a date, you know. He didn't. He was going home to his wife. Right. They still kept her secret. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the whole thing about him. Yeah. But you're right. They were all of them completely completely single. 
Yeah. I'm not single, but in a sense. Right. And the only thing that Tasha had was Barton. That's what made it so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. God, man. I liked how you felt for Rogers, too. He he played the part very well, time, man out of time. Right. Like, really good. But, like, what's... I mean, I, I guess what makes his story so impressive is, like, you know, he decided, yeah, I'm... I'm this is... I'm... I'm done. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find Peggy. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a life. But that's cool, though. Yeah. A lot of people hated that. I loved it. Like, I mean, <laughs> especially seeing old man Steve. And when... You know, he's asked, like, you want to tell me about her? No, I don't think I will. Yeah. Because it's not... <laughs> yeah. Even relevant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's his... That's his life. Yeah. I yeah. like how I like how they knew, too. Well, I like how Bucky knew. Yeah. Bucky knew as soon as he was going. Right. Down. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they had discussed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just kept Sam out of the loop, and yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, it's like I mean, I, you're right. I mean, every part of that movie, every part of those twenty movies is so well done, and how it pieces everything together. They, like I said a couple weeks ago, those movies all fit together like Lego blocks, and they build this amazing house. Yeah, but see, I just don't know. I think the problem we're having now is we're at the beginning of the house. Yeah, there's a new house being built. Right. We don't know what the we, we're still trying to figure out what the foundation is. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like is it Shang Chi? You know, it looks like you know Doctor Strange is an important po- component. Right. You know, Spider Man. You know, what what is you know your your but in what, the what's going to be the role of the Eternals going forward? But like, in the beginning, we had no idea what the what the house was in the beginning either. But we are like Iron Man. Oh. Okay, and then you know what I mean, like. But in a way, we did because we could say, okay, well, you're you're bringing in the key four. Yeah, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Cap. Right. You know, by Iron Man two, we get Widow. By Thor, we've got Hawkeye. You know, you saw the team. You were saying, well, what are they going to do in the Avengers movie? Right, because they're all here. But then you get your big surprises like Ant Man, Wasp, and then right. you, and you, well, not Wasp. Well, you well, did. You, they made the movie. Right. But you get Ant Man, and then they brought in Spidey. Right. And you know what I mean. And then Guardians came along. And you're right. Like, what the fuck? But but the base, like the very base, was built very quickly because, like, at the end of Iron Man, you have to, you have, you know, Nick Fury going. You know, I like talking about the Avengers initiative. Yeah, on top of the donut shop. Well, no, I was in this apartment. Remember, at the end of the first Iron Man movie, oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. am Iron Man. Yeah. Let me tell you, you just walked into a bigger world. You know, yeah. I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it ends. And you're just like, oh shit, he said Avengers. Yeah. He said Avengers. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, that was the thing. Like you that, that moment opened your mind up to like the possibility that this could all be connected and we could get to that. Right, right. And when you got to that, you still didn't believe it because you never thought it could ever happen. Right. You know, so I mean that that's the thing. I, I think they just kept stepping up their game though. I know we're running over, but I mean like they just kept stepping up their game, though. That, and right. that was the most beautiful thing about it. Like, right. all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, you have Wanda come into play. Right. And all of a sudden, what the fuck? Here comes Vision. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And you had all these people coming in to play. It's just like, holy fuck, they're bringing everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is the Avengers. Right. They're they're fucking bringing in the whole team. Right. You know? Yeah. Then the special editions, like Spider-Man and Ant-Man came in. And Wasp, of course, Wasp. Right. Beginning. But what I'm saying is, like, they start bringing all these people. Right. They played on the... They played on the Pym thing and they made, you know, they right. they worked that. And it didn't, it it worked. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was that was pretty, for a comic book fan, I mean, that was kind of, that was risky business. Right. The rest of it wasn't really, but that was a really risky move. Old man Hank. Old Hank Pym and, yeah. you know, that yeah. whole thing. Right. But, um... But they bring in these things, and then, like, you know, you have this really serious movie, and then they'll throw in Ant-Man and Wasp. And they'll lighten it up, you know what I mean? Right. And then they'll throw in a little teaser. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then you get Doctor Strange. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just kept going and going, and you're like, oh, my God. It's... And, like, I, I, think, I think what it is, is at the end of Endgame, I'm saying... This has one of the, been been one of the best rides I've ever been on. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't know how much more I can be fulfilled. Right. Because I've gotten including Spidey. I don't know how much more right I need right now. And that's why you get the signatures at the end. Yes. I mean it's like the end. Yeah. And now we're rebuilding. Right. I mean like I don't really God, I just, it's just so good. Right. You know what I mean? Like the whole arc. Right. All of the movies. And now we're starting from square one and I just don't know where we're going with it. That's all. Right. And I think it's going to be, to tell you the truth, I think, I mean, it has to be Fantastic Four. Right. Centered. Somewhere. Right. Because I mean, like, even like, like, the funny thing is like, by the time you got to Avengers, you knew what the end game was. Because at the end of, end of, at the end of the first Avengers movie, there's Thanos. Yeah. You know, oh shit. Thanos. Thanos is the one behind this. You know, and I mean, that was the game changer. So you knew at some point you're getting to him. Right. He's the big bad. He's the ultimate big bad. Right. You know, and like everything else was a stepping block. Like, again, Lego pieces just fitting together to get you. Exactly. And through every single Lego piece, though, through those movies, there was always these just amazing moments. Yeah. Like, they created amazing moments within every film. Yeah. That was just... I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. The end scene. Yeah. The hand. I mean, it's incredible. You know what I mean? Like, it it was. It was like... Like, even even though, like, the ones that you, like, you poo-poo a little bit, like Guardians 2. Not as good as the first... Not nearly as good as the first one, but, you know... He wasn't your dad. I may not have been your your father, but I was your daddy. Or he was. He may have been your dad. Your father. Your daddy, but he wasn't your father. So, how, however, he said it. Like you're yeah. just like, you know, fuck. You know, hey y'all, I'm Mary Poppins. You know, it was shit like that. Like, Dude, like Rook, that was a magical moment. Right. In that movie. Right. Or when, when he's up there in space. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, crying. Yeah. The fucking screen, and you've seen it 150 times. Yeah. But it's stuff like that in every single film. Right. Like Avengers 1, Hulk, Smash. Yeah. I mean, that's fan service right there. Right. But I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, it's just stuff like that. It's just so fucking good. Puny God. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, there's so many, there's, 
endless moments in these movies. Right. You know what I mean? That just... I don't know. They're just amazing. You know? Right. I don't know. Simply, and they are just amazing. Every single one of those films had just moments in it that were just like... Even Iron Man 3 had a couple of its moments. Right. That were like, man, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though this is a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean... But it was just filled with those moments, right. and those moments made that series. Right. I, 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 the thing that comes like, like, we knew within those first four movies we were building the Avengers. Like, we knew that was coming. Right. I, the thing is, with what's currently happening, is they haven't laid out what's that build to. Yeah, I mean... The, is it to Mephisto? <laughs> no. I, yeah, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying that piss people off. No, but, I know. Like, you know, but, like, you, you, you still don't know that's the problem. Like, you know... We're only a couple of movies deep into this cycle, but you throw in the TV shows now, and you feel like the universe is expanding faster than it ever did before. Right. And, but you still don't know what that light at the end of the tunnel is for this, this total cycle. Right. You know? And then you're, and you've given us one baddie, which we really haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, the Conqueror. But, you know what I mean? Like, right. we just haven't seen that version of him yet. Right. You know, we saw the lighter side of Sears. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get ready, because yeah. you're going to see the baddie. But is that the ultimate baddie? Right. Or is this just uh, Pace from... Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, Yeah. Right. From we, Guardians. Right. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm not frustrated with it all, but I mean, like, but now you're introducing Spider-Man back into this world with Venom. Is Venom going to become part of this Marvel Universe? You're teasing Deadpool, and I don't know how Deadpool's even going to fit in. But, um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. And Deadpool wasn't part of any of the the stuff before. No. But neither were Mutants. Neither was Professor. I mean, there's a whole lot. Of, well, Professor like, X is definitely fucking in there, right? But I mean, <laughs> from what from what standpoint? I yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. Neither of you, you know. So I mean, until I get those answers, like, what does the multiverse hold? How does it? You know, I heard the movie's a train wreck. I've heard that too. But it is the multiverse of madness, right? I've also heard people say it's really, it's like, ignore what the critics are saying. If you're a fan of Marvel, this will make sense to you. Okay. You know? It's fine with me. Yeah. I'm still going to see it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm excited to see it just because it's, it's a Marvel movie. and Right. I'm a Marvel fan, so. I love Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Well, they kind of gave Ant-Man and Wasp shit, too. Yeah. I fucking loved Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. So, I mean, like, critically, I don't go... I mean, obviously, you know, we haven't gone by what critics say for years. But, you know, I, 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 they're just, there are people I trust. And I see them online saying, hey, this is much better than the critics are saying. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, we yeah. shall see. How were the critics' reviews of Venom, too? I don't think they were that good. I don't think they were glowing. 
I, I wouldn't call it great, but I think it was definitely a better movie. Nah, yeah, I liked it. I know you did. I know you did. I, it entertained me. Yeah, it entertained me too. I'm, but I'm not gonna call it great. I'm just gonna say it was, it was, it was a whole lot better than the first one. I like the first one too. Yeah, but I like this one better. All right, I right, just wrap this bad boy up. All right. Um. So. Uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. All right, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Um, you can also find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. Um, we are on a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great stuff they have to offer. And as always, I want to thank you for enduring us for the two hours. I uh, can't thank you enough for that. We appreciate your support. Yeah. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>